about the church podcast episode number 55 hello everybody and welcome back to about the church my name is cliff ravenscraft my name is dg hollams we're here to generally speak about the church and to pump you up <laughs> wonderful i like that <laughs> i am hans and i am franz and we're here to pump you up. up that was good stuff my friend Welcome back, DG. Thank you. So good to have Welcome you Welcome back to your own house. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. So today's a big day, of course, here in the United States, a day of uh, that we have once every four years. Yes. Which is known as a general election. Yes. And we're not going to go into the political stuff that uh, you might think because, well, we're here Surprise! to Surprise! Ah, jokes on you. That's right. <laughs> Except that we last week we did do an episode where we talked about, you know, your you know, whether or not, you know, are you going to vote? Are you not going to vote? Should we vote? All that other stuff. And uh, you know, like I said, we we covered that a little bit in the last episode, but Rick from Wisconsin called and he had this to say about last week's episode. Okay. Hi, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the About the Church podcast. And I just finished listening to your slightly political episode and uh, was really tickled. You had so many things in there that I'd like to respond to. I don't want to leave a 10-minute voicemail, so I'll try to abridge my comments. Um, For one thing, uh, how we treat others that are different than us is a theme to your show that both you and DG uh, have a lot of concern for. And that was echoed uh, a week ago in the pastor's sermon at our church. He's doing a series on what does it mean to be a Christian in America and how does that relate to the election? Should you vote and how how you vote and how you decide? And um, he had a a young man come and knock on his door um, whose appearance uh, was kind of a giveaway to where his uh, politics were. And he, he knew that uh, they weren't going to be the same as his, and he was just about to sit down to supper. But um, instead of turning him away, he invited the gentleman into his house and sat down and ate some food with him and visited. And uh, the man wanted to know what was the most important issue to him, and he said that the protection of life, you know, the abortion issue is a, a big issue for him. And uh, they didn't agree uh, on politically. But uh, when the young man was leaving, he said that uh, our pastor and his wife were some of the nicest people he'd ever met. And uh, I thought that was quite a contrast to how most people would react to someone knocking on their door that they know they're not going to agree with politically, especially when you're about to sit down to supper. (laughs) You know, uh, most people don't want to be bothered then. I'm going to pause right there. I I have not listened to the rest of the voicemail, but, you know, I think that's an awesome example of of what we have been talking about the fact that regardless of where you stand and how and whether or not somebody validates your way of thinking the the it's the attitude of expressing unconditional love and and the love of Christ with people regardless 
of how of whether or not they're your friend, but even more so the the fact that God calls us to do this even with our enemy. Oh yeah, especially with our enemy. Especially it's not with just our, even it's just, No, it's that's actually, what I'm saying. This is the one that you're supposed to be making the example of is your enemy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. Very cool stuff. So let's finish up and see what else Rick had to say here. And so I thought it was a, a good example of how a Christian should uh, treat others. And um, we need to be respectful to, to people that we disagree with. And um, I think Cliff echoed what our pastor said, which is that um, you're, you're American, but your your citizenship is in heaven. You're really a... Uh, this is not your home. This is this is not your permanent place, and um, so we do have a concern for how things are here, but those aren't the most important things. And um, for myself, during these times where uh, the media keeps telling us how horrible the economy is and everything is uh, going so bad, um, I have no fears about those things because I trust that God is the one that provides for me and whatever happens with the economy, whatever happens with the election, God will still be the same God that provides for me uh, no matter what my 401k does. (laughs) And so uh, I think that's where we need to have our heads at. On to another subject, I kind of have to chuckle at your reaction to the Twitter story and um, how how hard you seem to be on people who don't like Twitter. <laughs> but uh, I, I would say there are a lot of different things in this world that could potentially be used by terrorists, and running a story uh, could be a way of making people aware of something, uh, or it could just be um, making a big deal over nothing. And uh, only time will tell, you know, if there's ever a case that they find out someone used this tool, I'm sure it'll be a big deal, but... I think that stuff's happened before in our history, and it doesn't matter what the technology is. So, uh, no new subjects to offer you this week. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. All right, Rick. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Professor Allen in the chat room says Cliff hates Twitter haters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely tolerant of all life forms and ways of thinking, except if you're against them, opposed to Twitter. Well, it is funny because, like, even the first time we ever talked about it, I was like, "Whoa, Cliff! Like, what's wrong with you? It's not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. You just know, let ignorant people be ignorant. It's okay." And then you were like, "Man, you just kept coming." I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but here's the deal, though. I mean, really, what what drives me, and 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 I think if if you listen to me long enough, and you listen to my podcast, you you find that I have I do have a real passion in my life and a real desire for people not to be ignorant. Exactly. Sure. That, I mean, that really, and it's like, it, it just ignorant, blind ignorance bothers me. Yeah. And when people speak out of ignorance and, and ignore it to me. Okay. So it, it'd be one thing in both of these situations. If these people, uh, recognize Twitter for more, you know, for more than what, it, what they appear to think that it is and stuff like that. And give at least a little bit more of an unbiased, and and, and it, right. was, it was kind of a strong statement from somebody who just admittedly said, I've never been to the Twitter site. Twitter is for arrogant people. And I, as the leader, as one of the leading people in this organization for an example of church followers, you know, it, it, it Twitter should be banned. Take that to your congregation, people. I mean, that that's the way that that really played off. And for me, it's like, whoa. You can't make people afraid of a technology when you know nothing about it. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, just... Ima- and that is, that is ignorance in the pure sense 
of the term ignorance. Exactly. It's not. We're not calling you stupid. No. It really is. No. Just, it's something you could. It's something you could to. You could be educated about and not be ignorant of. That. And you could be educated about it. You could still hate it, and you can still say, "I, I don't. I think it should be banned." Yeah. But it was sure. the. It was the ignorant. It was speaking and and having a definitive uh, argument against the technology. Out of pure ignorance, that really bothered me, and and, and it and and it, it would have. It, it's not just Twitter. I mean, it would have been if somebody would have said the same thing about Facebook or podcasts, right? You know, sure. <laughs> being that they were a podcast. Uh, it, well, it you know, been, and okay, here's a prime example of of how it can be used for amazing, amazing things. Okay, tell especially me. for the kingdom. Like I follow a person, I follow a, a person, a thing, whatever it is. It's called Twitter G T W I T U R G Y. Yes, and you can follow Twitter G. Uh, if you want to, and it literally is a guy at Asbury Seminary. He's actually the dean of, um, uh, he's a chaplain or the chap, the chapel dean of the chapel. Okay, at Asbury Seminary, and he literally writes up every one of the hours. You know how how a lot of the monastics pray the hours. Okay, he types up every single one of those, gives you a scripture, gives you a prayer, and gives you two different kind of comments that were about that scripture that you just read. Every single time on the hour. So it reminds me that I can actually be praying the hours. So, you know, six, I think it's six. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all those people who know how many hours there are in a day. Not hours in a day, but it, when you're praying the hours. Right. I want to say it's five or six, maybe even seven. But like, uh, but he sends out what that one chunk is and with a link that you can go be able to read his blog post with all of that stuff on there. It is awesome. I mean, it reminds me six times a day to be to be in prayer and to be praying for other people and to be praying uh, myself and just being the presence of God every single time that right. it pops up. And this is, you know, and I, I fell in love with that when I went and visited the monastery, the Abbey at Gethsemane there in Kentucky, just south of here. I mean, it's, I fell in love with the hours and I love the idea of being able to be, you know, in constant prayer and I'm praying with, you know, thousands of others, others all across the world whenever i pray the hours exactly and and, and that that's i mean one small little tiny example of how of how it can really be used being, for something to even build in it, to exactly. even strengthen your faith it, oh it definitely strengthens so, my faith so to say that it should be banned it was exactly. out of ignorance is what really bugged me and and, and so if you add on to that and see th- this is why it was a theme and this is why i carried it in is like okay let's just say you were one of 6000 people 6000 young pastors who happened to listen right. to the podcast put out by Catalyst and the leader of that or one of the leaders of that organization says Twitter should be banned mm-hmm. and you have no idea what Twitter is but you hear some younger people in your church uh, or some other people in your church using Twitter and boy do they seem fanatical about it right. I don't know if you've no- ever known anybody who's fanatical about Twitter but there, I, I, I there's rumors that those people do exist Trust oh me. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, is what if what if these six thousand pastors hear Twitter should be banned from people they love and respect as authorities in the church, and then they follow it up and they happen to catch a news headline that says Twitter terrorist tool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, do do you see where the ignorance just? I, it, yeah, it 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 bugged me. Yeah. It really did bug me. Now. Last week, I did suggest that maybe Fox News reported this solely as a response to the fact that they were late to the game and CNN is now using. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, you know, I'm 
I, do I believe that? <laughs> no, not not really. But I just think it's interesting. Uh, and and I, to be honest with you, I'm not biased one way or the other. Um, as far as Fox Fox News is concerned, um, I dislike Fox News as much as I dislike CNN News. I, I I dislike them equally. You are biased to both. Exactly. Or un, no no yeah biased to both. Yeah. And and the they're they're only they're only a step above the or they're only a step below the scum of the earth when it comes to news than to the the 11 o'clock news locally yeah where you turn it on in the first <laughs> seven minutes are the 18 people that died that day yeah you know it's just pure it, it's pure negative horrible the worst of the worst let's just lay it on you heavy yeah and by the way and and then oh, what bothers me is you know, you're sitting there, you're watching primetime television. Why you should watch tonight's news? Because if you don't, you are going to die. And tonight at 11, we'll tell you why. I mean, come on. It's, it's just. It's, it's War of the Worlds. It is. It is. It really is. <laughs> so, so with that, I say all that to set up this email. And, and DG, I want to know if you'd be willing to read this um, sure, email. It came in from a, a, a friend, a listener named Lee D. Lady. Lee D. And Lee being his first name, D being his last initial uh-huh. from Anderson, South Carolina. He actually wrote me in on Facebook. And so uh, will you read this for me, DG? Sure. Lee says, I just finished listening to the About the Church episode titled Getting All Political. It seemed that you were attacking Fox News when you went to the Twitter conversation about Twitter and terrorism. You and DG even accused them of being promoters of fear and only posting the article to counter a move. Uh, by CNN to use Twitter and Facebook as part of their approach to media. Although I'm a fan of Fox News, and it's uh, because they are just a, they're just about the only cable outlet that covers fairly, I don't mind that you might favor CNN or another network. However, you and Technorati both seem to be making Fox News the culprit of this article, and it's being reported. As it, and, and it's being reported. Uh, with little research, I discovered that Yahoo News, Slashdot, and CNET News all reported the story at least one day before Fox did, and ABC News and Information Week both reported on the same day that Fox did. I see no reason to have emphasized Fox News as a bad guy any more than you are, uh, any more than you did of the church you mentioned episodes back that spoke negatively of Twitter and said it should be banned. Um, or more than you and DG want to be divisive towards fellow men who would disagree with you, but you should love anyway. Mm-hmm. Most of the media is corrupt, and many are obviously in the tank for the Obama camp. So Fox News appears slightly to the right. They do, in fact, have more equal coverage than any other news networks and beat some of them combined during primetime as far as ratings go. I have, I have a large number of links to the articles I mentioned previously and will provide them if you want me to. I just thought it was unfair and uncharacteristic of your show, which I do enjoy and look forward to each week. You are free to read this on your show if you want and don't mind you mentioning my name. I don't really agree with anonymous complaints. I do agree with posting with putting truth first, though. Then you can provide your own opinion, but truth first, please. Love you guys in Christ. All right, Lee, thank you so much for um, respectfully sharing your concern for how you know we addressed the topic last week and i agree that that you know i i i jokingly suggested that you know this was an attempt at you know to to say cnn is using a terrorist tool in their news reporting as they adopt twitter now you know i i, I did you know obviously take that a little bit too far but as far as being a uh, what did he say more sympathetic uh, what did he say 
I don't mind that you might favor CNN. No, I actually the the whole point of of the news and and what I'm saying is that I don't favor any of them. I I think mainstream news media makes money. They profit from fear. And and I believe that with all, all I mean it it all comes down to advertising for these people. I mean they have to bring in money and and how they bring in Viewers, the best way to bring in viewers is to make people to create a need in people to watch your content. And I really believe that they sell fear to people. It's like, listen, you if you listen to us, at least you know what's going on. And if you don't know, gosh, just look at these things, these horrible things going on. And if you aren't following us, we're not you're not you're not gonna be able to to know how to live life, you're not going to know how to do this. You're not going to be able. You you may go through life and not be aware that this awful stuff is happening. That's why we're here for you, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And 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 I, I think I, I do think that they do good things as well, but oh, I do yeah. think that the emphasis is on you know more negative things. Um, and 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 I think the reason is is because I you know I think they get your attention more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, and and it is whether you like it or not. I think that stuff is more shocking. Um, then, you know, small little kid gets hugged by a football player on the side and gets handed a Diet Coke, you know, or, or, or Dr. Pepper. It has to be Dr. Pepper, right? I don't know. And, and a towel and a Dr. Pepper. Or gotcha. Pads or whatever. But it's just, you know, I, I think that I've, I've always thought that when you made the comment that they were terrorists, you were completely joking. Yes. Um, and and so I just wanted to be known that I I never understood anything differently than giving giving. It's almost like me giving you a hard time. Army joking with you, yeah. But um, but anyway, so yeah. No, but yeah, and and but the thing is, is that um, I, I you know, and I will say that you know when I do watch news, I because I, I'll admit I'm I'm a little bit more conservative than than the other direction, and yeah, than that one over there. So, <laughs> so you know when when I do watch news, I I will say that I I would watch Fox News because it 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 more closely aligns with with right. my political views and so but that's neither here nor there and and I've I mean you listen to me long enough you know that I don't really share right. and, and 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 try to preach or teach or anything about my political views in, in right. any way shape or form well let's just say that tonight during TV I really hope that shark week is on <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't want to watch all that stuff. I'll wake up tomorrow morning and find out who the president see, is. See, I'm I don't very, care about. <laughs> I'm very interested, but the thing is, I'm not going to be glued to the television watching the coverage. Right. But I will. But but this will be the one time out of out of very few times that I will turn on the news. And of course, we don't because right. we have Dish Net or Direct TV here, but we only have the Family Pack right, right, and right. local channels. So we don't have. I don't have Fox News. I don't have CNN. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I'll be browsing through the. You local. can get those on Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we anyway, found that out last week. Thank you for your email, though. Yeah, I, I'm so glad. So and, but the, but yeah, it's great to, that people like Lee can be able to say, "Hey, wait a second. I want to hold your nose to the grindstone real quick. Hey, cl- just clarify this part right well, here. You, you know, know what? And what he I was really point, what that. he was pointing out, and I don't think he was defending Fox News, but he's saying, "Gosh, Cliff, all of a sudden your your pod. This seems un- I love how he phrased it in his email. He says this seems uncharacteristic of your show because your show is always talking about being respectful of those who disagree with you. Right. Sure. And here, anybody who disagrees with you about Twitter, you're not nearly as respectful. But hopefully, I, I shared it's it's the ignorance 
behind the... And and I have no problems whatsoever with attacking an issue. I don't attack a person. I attack issues. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and when you start attacking the person, that's when you literally way went over the line. Right. And so many people get so um, they get so excited about the issue that they they don't real the, those lines between personal attacking and attacking an issue I, those become blurred. And we have to say that bet- before every one of our discussions of the text in the waters. I mean, we basically just say, hey, remember, it's okay to cut on the issue, but don't cut on each other. Right, um, and that's you know it's important. Did, it's when important. It's when important. I talked about the Twitter thing, I I didn't like do a personal attack of the guy who actually said Twitter should be banned. Did he? I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 mean, I hope not. If I did, I, I didn't mean to. Right, it, and it, that's why I was just saying it, it is it is a form of ignorance. It was. It really is. And, and once again, I can talk about ignorance as the issue and not attacking a person. Exactly. And it's I not your to, fault that you have not gone to Twitter and used it to be able to have an informed decision. Uh, so therefore, we're going to be able to. We, I can okay. chalk it up to ignorance. Cool, but I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. What I, I don't either. But but here's that. the thing. Thank you for your feedback, and we. You know what? We encourage feedback of all kinds. Of here. course. I mean, obviously, last week we played some at the end that that clearly was was different than how D and DG and I think about you know certain things, and so you know it, it, we're here and and we're engaging in conversation. We're here to generally speak yeah. about the church, the Christian faith. And and we definitely uh, encourage you to call us at area code 859-795-4067 and leave feedback. We'll play it in the next episode. Sounds good. So uh, we haven't heard from Rick in Wisconsin or, in a or, while. Or if they want to send email, they can send it feedback at gspn.tv. Yes, they can. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Exactly. I was feeling a little bit left out. You did the whole telephone thing, so I had to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we haven't heard from Rick in Wisconsin in a while. We have not. <laughs> but this is an, this is actually a, a voicemail that's from a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I just found it on my desktop the other day when I was cleaning some uh, things out. Whoopsie. So. Whoops. Here we go. Hi, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the About the Church podcast. Um, going back a, a couple of weeks to the, your discussion on intellectual property, I've been mulling over some thoughts on that and uh, was waiting to see if there was any feedback on this week's show and any further discussion, and I think uh, I don't remember hearing any. So I was going to toss out a, a couple of my thoughts that uh, would be somewhere in the middle between the two ideas that uh, Cliff and DG had on that subject. Um, I think from Cliff's uh, reasoning, some of that is less from Scripture and more from the American way of doing business. Um, but I'm not going to say that that's wrong. Uh, but I, I think that's more of the influence of intellectual property thinking uh, and, and maybe going back further into European history too. But I think there's a degree to DG's thought about the idea that if, if God gives you something, uh, you should share it freely. Um, I think that's true when it comes to a gift and it can be true uh, when it comes to an idea. Um, but unless we want to truly be like the early church, uh, especially here in America, we don't freely share everything the way the early church did. We don't go to each other's houses and eat each other's food. We don't give away uh, clothing to anyone who needs it. Uh, we don't, we don't uh, do the things that the very early church was doing in community. Uh, as a culture, 
in America's church, except for maybe a very few churches, but I don't know of any very large ones that are doing that in any manner. Um, and so I think there's an extreme end to which you could take that thinking uh, that wouldn't work for most people, and I'm not even sure um, to what degree it would be godly. Um, for me to willingly share what I have with another is one thing. For another to assume that they should take whatever is mine or, you know, under our laws is mine uh, and just take it because they have a need and I should share it because God gave it to me, um, I think there'd be... I'd, I'd have a problem with that myself, <laughs> and uh, I think if I tried to apply that to somebody else, they'd probably have a problem with me doing so. So um, throw out some reaction to that thought. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much again, Rick. Uh, I like how he, he he shares the the intellectual property thing, you know, with having something that God's given us right. and freely giving. I mean, what's the difference between a a book that God's planted in our heart or a vision for information or whatever that content may be? How is that? How can that? How is that viewed differently than than the the other resources that that God has freely bestowed upon us? Exactly. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think it's worth worth thinking about. I don't know. There's not not a definite answer for yeah. it. But uh, but yeah. I mean, if you uh, if, if you have a if you have a good understanding that um, that everything you have is God's, um, including thoughts as well as you know, uh, uh, well, certain thoughts. <laughs> certain thoughts could be of your own, and not of God. <laughs> there might be an occasion where that might happen. Yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, something that worth uh, just thinking about i don't know if if there's a definite answer or not though but i just i i think it's i think it's healthy to be able to say well if god gave this to me did he mean for it to be for his kingdom and how and should i be and should i should i make a living from something that god hasn't intended for his kingdom right right so that's gonna be a perfect segue into something that I finally came Cliff, around to. Cliff, just to FYI, everybody, Cliff thinks he's setting me up. I'm he's not, not. It's funny. No, I'm not setting you up. <laughs> oh, you're completely blindsiding me on this. Oh, I've got a, oh, I've got a scripture for you, TJ. <laughs> well, a long time ago, we were, <laughs> we had, we had talked about your, your, um, assumption that, that in the future, those who are, especially those of the emerging church, are going to come to the point where they are no longer going to stand for giving money to pay for a pastor's salary and I, for more, church more buildings. More so for institutions. Okay. But yes, and, and, and yeah, mainly buildings and institutions. But yeah, I think that they're having a very difficult time right now thinking to themselves, why should I give you money um, for, you know, for... Right, and you should go get your own job, and then we can still be able to promote the gospel together. Right, and I had asserted that that you know, from my understanding of Scripture, that there it's clear that that those who are called by God to spend you know a, a full time career in ministry ought to be paid. That 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 seems to be a biblical thing, and I didn't at the time, unfortunately, have the Scripture to back it up. But I would like to um, bring up. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 14, that says, In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. Right. Okay. 
And so that that is that is one area that was just in my mind as I was thinking about that process. And then, of course, as far as giving money to the institution, here is First uh, Corinthians chapter. Actually, you know what? First Corinthians chapter sixteen, verses two and three, because we'll, we'll specifically tie this to the institution. Um, on the first day of every week, this is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. Each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. the institution of the church. Well, okay, what's going on right there is basically they did have this idea of we're going to sell everything we own and we're all going to live off that. And well, apparently that didn't work too well because some churches in different towns were, were lacking support. And so you have things that they find out in First Corinthians 16 right here that are going, okay, well, we need to take up collection and give it to those people because that's just, it's not working out to, for everyone just to sell everything they have. Eventually, monetary becomes an issue again um, over time, even though everyone's sharing everything they have, just like we read in Acts 2. Yeah. And and so I mean that that's just a reality that popped up and I think that's what's going on there is basically saying whoa 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 you know this whole you know this church over here in Jerusalem they did exactly what happened in Acts but they're also realizing wow we have we have issues now with monetary we need to take up collections to be able to help out everybody else that's going on um, that are that are part of the kingdom and part of the that call themselves followers of Christ or followers of the way. Right. That's so, really what's going on there. So I don't know if it's necessarily an institutional kind of thing. I think they're just seeing a need in Jerusalem, and they're saying we need to take a, we need to, we need right. to help them out with that with that need. So let's give but, some money towards that. But so. who is who is it that's taking and organizing that effort? It's not a personal one on one. God lays it on your heart. I'm going to go meet that need. It was it was the organization or the institution of those people who organize organize themselves as the church leadership to oversee that. Well, yeah, it could be. I mean, I mean that, that's definitely that's that's very biblical in the Old Testament. And we had we had judges during for Israel, and we yeah. had you know all these people that are having to, to handle all these disputes and things like that in the Old Testament. So it would not surprise me at all that they actually have to have some form of leadership going on there. But that's not an issue. The issue is not leadership. I mean, that needs to happen in any group of of people. That, that I think that's just a natural kind of a thing right. that has to happen is leadership has to kind of bubble out and form out of that. Well, I, I guess the only thing I'm saying is that I, I really do feel strongly that moving forward, it, it, you know, and it, it goes back to, you know, the the whole revolution book by George Barna. Have you read that book? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, see, I, I, the, I just can't wrap my mind around doing authentic Christianity without the institution of the church. And and when I read, you know, the Bible's talking about the fact that God has called some to be pastors, some to be this, you know, some to be elders, some to be deacons and sure. and stuff like that. It, it just seems clear that God has this formula that he set in place through the scriptures. And and that I just don't understand how you do that. And, and I think that the, what I wrestle with, and I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm just saying sure. what I think I wrestle with is do we see the one who is called to be uh, a preacher and the one who is called to be an evangelist, do we see them as the same level of leadership or do we put one higher up on a pedestal? And I think that's the, that's the question that I normally ha- that I always ask is I, I think that 
the last thing we need to do is to get sucked back into the Old Testament understanding of saying we need a king, we need a king, we need a king. Mm-hmm. I hear the same chants from a lot of churches saying we have to have a pastor, we have to have a pastor, we have to have right, a pastor. Right. And you're going, no, 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 no. Let God be the pastor <laughs> and let's give all these people different gifts and all those people together can be the leadership not yes. leader. And I think that that's that's what I'm really wrestling with. Okay. Should we understand leader or should we have a new understanding of leadership in which the the I hate to say power, but in which decisions mm-hmm. and discernment is done within community and not just from one individual. And that's what the issue is a lot of cases in in my mind with a single pastor and single churches is they the church relies on that one individual way too much. To be their discernment, to be their, you know, their conscience, to be their visitation pastor. You know, it's it's not allowing the church to be the church when the church expects that that king to do all the work right. instead of the people. And that's so, what I'm wrestling with. Terabot, I guess, in the chat room says multiple leadership is needed uh, to keep one person or one personality from taking God's people down the wrong path. Sure. Uh, Checks and balances are needed even in God's kingdom. So we don't uh, so we don't screw ourselves up. (laughs) That's very true. And uh, when it came to you were struggling with the word power, but not necessarily instead having the authority. So, yeah, I, I love I love the fact that we have a chat room. <laughs> I do too, man. I'm telling you that it having immediate feedback, it, it once again, it provides, it's exactly what we're talking about here. <laughs> we're not giving ourselves all the authority. We're basically saying anyone who's in the chat room, please let us know. Let's, let's be in discussion about this. Exactly. Once again, my huge rant about the importance of community. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but we can go back. Let's go back to, to the first one that you put out. Yeah. Uh, let's the talk first about text it. You said, yes. Uh, and this says, um, go ahead. It says uh, what? But we did not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hindering the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who work in the temple get their food from the temple and those who serve in the altar share in what is offered um, on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. Right. And um, and so and it says right after that, it says, but I have not used any of these rights. Right. It, it's not that this is... I'm, you know that we have to and and Paul exactly. was and that's that's the thing some people you and, and not that you did but some people will argue that pastors shouldn't be paid because we'll look at the example Paul gave and Paul said the opposite when i read the right. scripture it, it Paul says listen i deserve it i have i have the authority to accept my living from what i've done but i've chosen to not take advantage of that so that i wouldn't burden you right I I've chosen to make a living doing my own thing. And so but but the thing is 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 that the the Bible makes it clear that that God is going to call some people to say, "Hey, I want you I I listen, I want your full attention here." You and and you know it, it goes to this, okay? When I was an insurance agent, uh, I was I was sitting there and I was saying, "Dad, I'm looking at this new career option here and I'm putting in my 90-day notice." Right. And and he, it came down to November. I only had another thirty days left, and I'm like, my my blood pressure is going through the roof. I'm not sleeping at uh-huh. night. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Uh, it just it just seems scary. And I'm like, listen, I'll tell you what. How about this? How about I work at the agency three days a week for the next six months and let me slowly transition out of this? And my dad looks at me and says, no. He says, you you can't you can't put all yourself into here 
and here. And, and when you're here, I need you here. All of your mind. because And he's right. Because when I was there during those last 90 days, I will tell you, my there was not a moment that I was at that office focused on what I should be focused on at that office. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Sure. My mind was focused. And sometimes you have to make something happen. You have to give it your all. You have to put it all there. And, and and so sometimes God calls people to do that. Not all the time. Right. But sometimes he does. And, and, that, and, and that's and that's what I've basically been telling, you know, that's what I'm basically saying with being the voice within the, within the United Methodist Church is let's allow the opportunity if someone wants to be able to go get a part-time job or even a full-time job but still continue to do this ministry, let's allow that to be one of the options that they could be able to do. Yeah. And that's what I've been saying. Is that not a is that not an option right now? Well, right now, if you are an elder in the Methodist Church, that means you have done everything you needed to do to become an elder, which is, I mean, you know, six seven year process. Sure. um, Then you are required to be paid by whatever church you're appointed to. They're required to pay your pensions and health. Yeah. And they're required to do all kinds of other things for you, and minimum salaries and housing allowance or or a parsonage or whatever else. Um, and and the problem is is Whenever I and people say that's okay, you can go get your own job. That's great because it's going to save the church more money. You're going to be a good steward of money in general. That money, instead of going to you, could be going towards missions or something else like that. And you're making, you're willing to be able to make the sacrifice. But what they what they really have a problem with is the majority of the clergy in the Methodist Church are old, and they're all having health issues. And if all the young people jump out of the health care plan, oh yeah, everybody's rates go yeah. just sky high. And so they're fearful that they're not going to be able to get the decent rates of health care that they're getting because uh, if all the young people just leave. Gotcha. Because all their rates go sky high because they don't have any healthy people to balance out all the sick older people that are having yeah. all these issues. And so, I mean, that's a big issue that, it needs, is a to, big issue. that needs to be resolved and dealt with. And right now, the only way they're dealing with it is, no, you have to do this. You can't take this other job. Yeah, that's... And, and so, you know... That's frustrating. It's, it's when the institution kind of gets in the way, honestly, right? In some ways, so yeah, it's you know. Professor Allen says his church has a number of pastors. Some of them never preach; they lead in other areas, and so that's right. It's it's not, and and of course, um, when it says here in in the scripture, when I read, you know, um, that those who preach the okay, it does say when those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I, I think those who who are who are called to full-time ministry if they are if that's where god has clearly indicated that they ought to be called and god is is clearly indicating not only to the person involved but those around him that that there there is some discernment that this is a this is a a children's pastor in a church you know maybe they're not preaching but they're definitely leading in that place uh, if that's that's going to require full time, you know that that right. there's a, sometimes that's more than forty hours a week just to do that. It's sometimes sixty, you know, sixty five hours a week devoted just to leading a children's ministry within a church. So, right. And yeah. then, but but the funny thing is, is right after that scripture that we talked about, yeah, it's, it says, "Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as pop- possible. To the Jews, I become like a Jew to win the Jews." To those under the law, become like those under the law. And and what I hear people say, I'm going to be more effective for the kingdom if I'm working full time in the world and not as a clergy. What I hear them saying is exactly this sentence. Mm-hmm. I, I'm becoming a, a marketing person in corporate America so I can win the marketing but, people in corporate America. Right. But see, you're called to that. <clears throat> 
That's but I th- but he was too. He said, "I have every right to do <laughs> but, this." But what about Barnabas? <laughs> have you not? I mean, didn't Paul and Barnabas, or was it Paul and Peter? Or no, who? It was Peter. What about Mary? What about the dragon? Peter, Paul, and Mary. What about the dragon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I totally. <laughs> I did. I, you did We're, not just go. There. Welcome to the ADD show, <laughs> the almost daily devotional. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I I used to label the ADD. You know, episode awesome. number ADD, and it's like ah, let's not do that. <laughs> but yeah. I, it's, I, but I, you know, it's it says do not, not do not know that all in the, you know it says uh, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but uh, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as you get the prize. Now, so. I think that no matter what you're doing, as long and that's what he's basically saying is whether you're paid to preach the gospel, you know, paid to preach the gospel, and that's the way you receive your living, or some other way. All you really need to know is your focus needs to be running to get the prize. Right. Whatever the issue is, that's what needs to be going on. Right. And and they're having a great conversation in here. Uh, Professor Allen says institution slash denomination equals good things. Some some good things, some bad things. And oh, yeah. uh, Terabot says, um, Professor Allen, that's true. It's too easy to demonize something that's been around for so long and has accumulated a lot of baggage. Exactly. And that's something I think that we've done pretty, we've been pretty balanced in our approach right. to talking sure. about the things that we hate within the church yeah. without really saying that these things ought to be, quote unquote, done away with. Right. No. You know, especially and, and I, when we talked about the high worship and and some of the traditions exactly. of the church, where, like I said, I, even I desire to go and take part in the stations and the cross because I there's something there that I that I love, and I'm sure you find you're finding some purpose and meaning in that. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I just you know it's it's just like anything else. It needs to be it needs to be done with discernment, and it needs to be done in community, and 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 I think that it's it's wonderful that. A group of people would be able to say, "Yes, we do see those gifts in you." That's kind it, of a thing. and we and we discern this calling within you to do this full time, right. right? Or we, you know, what we discern that wow, God literally is saying to you, He's giving you this heart to go work at Starbucks, right? Right? right. You know, and and my gosh, how can we keep you from doing what God's calling you to do? Right? Exactly. You know, <laughs> and I just want for those of you just keeping it in context here at the very beginning of this, He says, "This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me." He says, don't we have the right to food and drink? Don't we have the right to take a believing wife among us, as do all the other apostles and the Lord's brothers? And, uh, or is it only I and Barnabas who must work for a living? And right. so he's just, you know, he's just, he's kind of, he's, he's, he's actually responding to people who are saying these exact same things. That's that exactly right. About. So what DG's facing is not new. No, it's not new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. Oh, man. Do you have any other uh, neat topics that we can uh, talk about? Well, do you want to talk about the stuff that, that we, I mentioned earlier? Yeah, or? let's talk about that. What was it? Um, I forget now. Well, I had a conversation with a friend of ours named Daniel Johnson Jr., and he's all over the website, yeah, I mean, yeah. all over the internet. So just Google, his, Google Daniel Johnson Jr. You'll find all about him. Uh, you'll probably even find his telephone number. <laughs> you probably will. Out there. Let, let's call him. He throws it out there all the time. <laughs> Anyway, and so uh, Daniel Johnson Jr. was was uh, he sent out some he sent out a Twitter, and in the Twitter it was so who should I vote for question mark oh, and I was gosh. like oh he's just begging for responses I mean <laughs> podcastawards.com. Yeah, exactly that's where I should have taken him <laughs> but and I made some cheesy with a wink at the end of it and I was like you know vote for Jesus or whatever else and I was just completely joking with him and he calls me back and he tells me that. Um, we 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 started having a conversation. We were just you know we were always talking about uh, the things that, that we like the almost politically or the 
getting all political stuff. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that stuff. But then he mentioned that his church, uh, well, we were talking about the issue in Ohio of gambling because Ohio is trying to bring in, one of the things you could vote on is is to bring in uh, um, casinos within within the state of Ohio. Yeah, and they're and doing the same thing in Kentucky. Oh, they're the same, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's a ton of stuff on that. And uh, the United Methodist Church basically does have a stance that says, hey, we really do believe that gambling has the potential of really ruining people's lives because it becomes an addiction and it's not a good thing. And so um, in the Nazarene manual, they had the same thing. It was right next to uh, swimming in public. Swimming in public. Okay. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. So. uh, (laughs) And dancing. And dancing. And dancing. Nice. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's in the same section. I believe you. I can believe you. So, so the topic here, yeah. So anyway, it came up. We were basically just saying, I was like, and he said, well, his church, uh, one of the one of the really big head guys up in his church is actually the head chef at a casino in Indiana, Mm -hmm. and his church actually has a big kind of event every year, and they have it at the casino in one of the casinos like conference rooms. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just saying, wow, man, I don't know if, if very many United Methodist churches would be going for that. And he said, you know, he had some issues with that. And so we just, it kind of brought up some ideas like, what are those things that are not necessarily mentioned in the Bible specifically, um, like alcohol addiction and addiction to gambling or, or something else like that? Uh, or pornography addiction is a perfect example of that because there was no internet now, and, the, and stuff por- like that. Pornography but, is definitely spoken to. In oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but directly. I'm just saying, like internet pornography and, and stuff like that. It, it, it's in general, it's the same thing. No, the, it, that one's direct. See, now the thing is, I can see people being kind of like, uh, is is it wrong for me to go to the casino and put some money in the slot machine? Right, right. I can understand people being concerned about that one. Right. You know, is it okay? Is it not okay? Is this a freedom in Christ that I have? You know, it will all for, first off paul says i can do all things not all things are beneficial but i can do all things and all things what, what are you, which one are you quoting all things in christ who strengthens me no no oh, okay. no, no 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 the it's it, what he was talking about his freedom hold on i'll find it uh <laughs> tarbot in the chat room says addiction to five dollar or you can eat buffets <laughs> exactly and gluttony is one of those <laughs> hold on hold on um uh not how but anyway, while he's I looking mean, for that, I'll just kind of completely sum up what I was talking about. So we basically were just having a discussion of, and, and, and Dan Johnson said, hey, that'd be a great topic for about the churches. How do we understand um, different things that are not, you know, like in gambling, we see them gambling for Christ's clothes at the cross um, and, you know, throwing uh, the <laughs> some stuff down to be able to, you know, but you just don't really have like major, major kind of, here's definitive kind of things. Right. Well, and you're right about pornography stuff like that. I don't. Well, here, here's the deal. Okay, sexual immorality. This is in First Corinthians chapter six, verse twelve through thirteen. Twelve and thirteen. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me. In quotations, says it twice in a row. But I will not be mastered by anything. Food for the stomach and stomach for the food. But God will destroy them both. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So the thing is, is he's saying, listen, you know what? Have I been set free from the law? Yes. Right. As, as a believer in Christ, am I, am I secure in my relationship with God? Absolutely. You know, and, and, and of course, then you go to first John, anybody who says and claims that they're without sin is a liar. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right. It, it, it's pretty straightforward. It's that clear. Sure. He may have even said it a little more harsh than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the the thing is, is that does the fact that I occasionally sin, does that mean I've lost my relationship with God? No, I, I have, I am, I live a free life. So first of all, you know, if I was to go and have more drinks than I should. Okay. And I, at the end of the evening, whether intended or not, got drunk. Right. Is that going to completely destroy my relationship with God? No. Do I have that freedom in Christ to go freedom as, as a person? Do I have that freedom to go and do that? Yeah. Is it a sin? Now, that's that's the question. We, we have the freedom to sin and, and to choose sure. to do wrong. Sure. Here's the thing. The uh, there. So what is sin is the question. And so pornography, viewing stuff on the Internet, clearly, clearly, the Bible says, listen, you you've heard it talked about adultery. I tell you, if you even look at a woman lustfully, right, and that's the uh, words of Christ. Right? Yes. Yeah. If you even address her in your mind, if right. you take it the next step further, and 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 I wanted to clarify, being attracted by the physique of a woman is not sinful, right? Right. right. All right. That that. But it's it's when you, I, I believe that it becomes sin at the point when you allow it to become fantasizing more than that. Right. Well, okay. I, I have a great story of a professor in seminary, and he said, you know, that, that this is always the issue. And he said, so let me just give you an example. And he. <laughs> It was always really funny because he didn't ever mean to. I mean, this is a really sweet Wesleyan uh, church guy, um, but his name is Dr. Donjel. But he, he would always, without doubt, use a really violent example. Yeah. And, we were, and all the people were like, oh, my gosh, why do you use violent examples? And I was like, this is awesome, by the way. I just keep them coming. That was, I'm getting it now. But I don't know if that's the female male mindset. I don't know. But he was like, okay, so for example... Uh, I turned back the I I, re- I, re- I returned a bunch of tests and so and so here gets an F, and she thinks to herself, "Man, I can't stand him." He said, "Okay, was that bad?" And, you know, and a lot of people are like, "Well, no, I mean, it's pretty understandable. She's going to be mad about it, whatever else." And he said, "All right, now in her mind, she's dreaming of picking up a baseball bat." And swinging it and watching it hit my skull and my head fly across. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it, it really is that point when it starts becoming more is than it, just a simple is thought. Is it that point or when she does it the second time? <laughs> Back across the other way. <laughs> but and he, just, and he was basically no. just saying, you know, this, this ultimately all these things are heart issues. Yeah. You know, truly in your heart, what are you actually doing? And he said, and, he, and, he, and he, I think he was saying that mainly for a lot of guys, but it was for girls too. But I, I think, I don't know, I think we're very sexual beings. I think every, oh, yeah. every human being is a sexual being. And there are, there's a huge tendency, whether you're male or female, to be able to say, wow, that's a good-looking person. Mm-hmm. you know, Or, wow, man, that shirt off is pretty amazing for that guy. Like, all I can think of, like, we're, Tiffany and I have been watching the new TV show Crusoe okay. on NBC, which is like Robinson Crusoe. And he's stuck on an island. And half of the shots, it's him and a black guy with their shirts off. <laughs> Gotcha. And Tiffany's like, I know why they put that one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't mind it. It's not too bad. Allison says, girls are perfect, sweet, sweet and, and innocent. innocent. With a big smile. A face. big old grin in the <laughs> chat room. With a chessy cat grin. Yes. But it's, you know, I, but I, and I think that, that ultimately that's the issue is, you know, where does the sin start is like what you're talking about. So, so, so obviously in, in porno, internet pornography, that is definitely something Bible clearly speaks about. Sure. But there are some 
other issues and 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 specifically let's just talk and address gambling because i don't want to go into alcohol today that it's just too much we don't have That's enough time cool. for that because it was like the common drink of the time period yeah. you know it's like yeah so let's talk about gambling you know going down to the casino is it a sin and my my initial response is i'm going to say no it's not a sin that, that you can disagree with me but i <laughs> i would not feel a great amount of conviction and i have not done this by the way I have not gone to the local casinos, and and I'll explain why in a moment. Okay. But but let's just put it this way: I've gone on cruise ships that have casinos on them, and I have gone to um, what is that place? The Bahamas, Atlantis, and I've been in the um, the Atlantis casino multiple times. And have I gone in and gambled? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Feel absolutely no conviction in my heart whatsoever for doing so um it for me it was always an it it was always a a place where it's like a set amount of money that i had set aside for entertainment purposes right you know and 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 it was no different for me to go there and spend 45 bucks than if i went out to a movie and dinner or whatever else it was just something that's how i was going to do it and deep down inside was there's like oh man it would be really cool if i won some money yeah and and to be honest with you i there were times when i did walk away and i won some money it's like but i will tell you and this is where they say we believe this could lead to the reason why i do not go across the river and or if they ever allowed it in ohio or can is more specifically kentucky here for us the reason why i don't is because i know i'm predisposed to to the to greed and and i don't i don't want to to have something so close overtake me tiffany says the same thing my wife you Uh, know it's when we were on vacation we went to there was a casino that we stayed at and their their rv park was just like out of this world amazingly awesome mm -hmm. and um and they you know we went to that and and tiffany was just like i i cannot put you know the five dollars in there i don't want to do that because i have such a tendency to do that well see and she loves playing like like uh poker with you know plastic chips and you know just she just yeah play but, but there's I, no money involved i love in playing poker for money right i know you do i <laughs> do I, now it, it's always within my means though right, and right, it's right. always it's always it's always in balance with what i would normally spend on entertainment purposes and only in the event that i have the money anyway you see what right, I'm saying? Right, that, that those are some real clear guidelines that I've set for myself. Right. And and I and I the good thing is is that I have a prayer partner that I speak to on a regular basis that I share my propensity towards certain things. And I've get, I've I've laid it down on the line. It's like, listen, if if you ever see me twittering past eleven thirty at night, I want you to ask me the next time we get together on the phone, how have I been at staying away from adult-oriented websites? Mm, I, yeah. I just clearly want you to ask me that question, right? Because um, I know that I am more prone towards um, towards being tempted right. and giving into temptation when I'm tired and it's late at night. Sure, it's just that's it's mentally I'm broke down and it's been yeah. a long day, so I got to watch out for that. And I told him, I said, "Listen, you know, you and I have gone out on, and Rob's actually gone on some of these cruises with me. And it's like, listen, if you ever if you ever have any any inclination whatsoever that I might have an issue, ask me about this. Right. And so, but for and, me, that you know, going out and 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 wagering some money on a on a poker game, you know, putting in a fifty dollar buy in is not going to cause me any problem where it becomes sin is is number one greed is the sin gambling is not okay 
that that greed i think is the sin that's involved there that i think comes sometimes gets confu- confused uh, in my opinion casting lots is a lot like gambling it's an uncertain outcome right but, but but they honestly believe that when they casted those lots that god was going to be able to make that decision for them that's, show, that's the difference it's kind of like god show me the money no I'm just, okay I, I, that's an unfair <laughs> someone <laughs> said that earlier in the chat room don't even send me the emails on that one i'll just back down right now <laughs> wipe that well, one from can, the can record. i read what professor I said? Yeah. It says, but the pl- the prayer is not lead me not into sin the prayer is lead me not into temptation yes that is true and 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 so and so, okay so bring us full circles back to should the church be able to say knowing that in some cases that our brother our neighbor is going to sin because of this place being built should we you know lobby against it or be able to have a voice saying no even though some people might be able to do it without temptation we know that others cannot and should we not have that or should we have that well let me ask you do you have an do you have an opinion on that um yes all right, and what's your and, opinion? And the reason is is because uh, when we lived in New Mexico for three years, uh-huh. um, and the place we lived in around in the Santa Fe area, between Santa Fe and Albuquerque, lots of casinos and things like that. Right. And all all you could see when you walk into is that poverty. is complete poverty. Yeah. It, it was, in you know, for lack of a better term, it was the poor man's tax. Yeah. Because they weren't paying taxes, and so they're going to, you know, they're getting it out of that. But the problem was is... The way that they, the way the government just said, "Hey, um, you know, all the the tribes, it's just it's y'all's money, the tribes' money." What would happen is that one family in the tribe who actually put some sacrifice to build the building and stuff like that, they get all the money, yeah. and they would say, "Oh, we're helping the tribe up because we're providing jobs for them." Yeah, yeah. And while they're getting super super rich, and the other people in the tribes are getting super super poor and more and more addicted. Uh, to all these kinds of things. So, I mean, I've seen some so, really so desolate, what would you do? really, so really So you think that Christians should be involved and vote against those things? I, I mean, if, if you had a choice to be able to vote for or against, I think it, it would be better to vote against. <gasps> so you're, you're arguing on the side of actually getting involved in politics as a Christian. I have no problem with talking about issues. I have problems with talking about people. <laughs> but don't but the, because people because, come with multiple issues right <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to back into a corner yeah, you didn't <laughs> i think i did no, you didn't. i think i did <laughs> all right uh, i think it's semantics at this point <laughs> I'll, but but with all that being said uh you know whether whether the country votes for a casino or the state Wait, votes for what's a casino the difference or not, between still not going to stop me from trying to develop relationships with people and loving them to help them out of temptation. Now, well, let me ask you this then. It, I mean, obviously casino, you know, and bringing these things that could bring extreme poverty and addiction into, into the local community. Uh, obviously abortion is, is an issue and stuff like that. And, sure. and sometimes there, it's very clear that one candidate is, for the continuation of of something that would allow this to continue mm-hmm. uh, unhindered, and one candidate happens to be quite opposed to it, sure. And 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 so, why is it so difficult to see yourself or Christians actively involving in, in governmental politics when we have the the not the not the responsibility, but the right to actually choose a leader based upon whether or not we feel that they might help 
win sway things one way or the other in that area. Yeah. Well, ultimately, such as a presidential election. Ultimately, that and that's what I just said earlier was you can you can focus on one issue, but ultimately, There's, when you vote for that one person, you're getting a hundred issues. No, I understand and they, that, and you might agree with seven of them, you disagree with twelve of them, and you but know, what's, and, and you're indignant on the other two hundred or whatever. But and, and that's the issue is, is I cannot. I cannot be able to that, decide which one of those, and and some people literally add them up. And I told Daniel Johnson Jr. I said, Daniel, you know what you should tell him is while you're in line to vote, ask somebody for a coin. <laughs> Does anybody have a coin here? I'm still undecided. <laughs> and just see what the response would be. <laughs> so so here here's the here's the deal because it's so funny because I was watching television uh, the other day and there was a Kentucky candidate and I won't mention the name. But it was so funny because she was running. She's like, S- please help us stop sending all of our money to Indiana. We want cas- we want right. casinos here in Kentucky. Right. Vote for me, the pro-life candidate that wants gambling, gambling. in Kentucky. Yeah, that's that crazy. was her running. It's like yeah. her platform. I am the pro-life candidate who wants localized gambling. I'm like, huh? What? And for me, you know, it, 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 let's just say, okay, well, what's the other person? And it's like, okay, what's the less of two evils here? Right. And and that's how I make those decisions. Yeah, and you know, and and Tiffany had wonderful what? conversations. Yeah. We had a both. We had we had two really good conversations that were talking about, you know, what how how do you decide to vote and how do you not decide to vote and things like that. But I, I it's it's still interesting to me because. You know, ultimately, if I found myself to be in China where I had no vote, I would still live for a king and a kingdom. Right. <laughs> and and no matter what this country does as a country or says as a country, it's still not going to change the fact that I'm going to live out kingdom values as right. best as I possibly can. I, I agree with you. And so depending, you know, so I really, in my opinion, it does not matter what government I'm a part of that's a government of this world. Uh, how do I live that out? And 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 some people's response are Anabaptist response of not voting or, um, or you know literally like uh, like the Amish you know they're a prime example of saying well we're just going to live here and whatever happens around us happens and right and this yeah. is this is I who mean, we're called to be. I'm not opposed to people who don't want to vote. I, I just it 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 makes very it obviously I I believe in voting and so and, and sure. And and and, and it, it's not something I'm extremely passionate about, and that's why I'm not going to push it too too hard. But right, and, know, that's, and that's what I was telling Daniel was, you know, it's so funny because all the issues, all the only issue that they've ever talked about with the gambling thing was um, it's going to either take jobs away, I mean, take money away to other states, or it's going to bring jobs. I mean, that was the, those are the two basically fighting for that stuff. And I said it's funny that no one's ever brought up the issue of hey, this has the potential of being addictive. Yeah. <laughs> And that was never one of the ads, you know, of either one of them. It always cracked me up. And he was like, well, my church actually <laughs> does one of their dinners at the at the banquet hall that they have there. So, anyway. yeah. All righty. Well, we're at an hour and three minutes now into this recording. So I think I'm going to hit this button. Nice button. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for thank joining y'all. us for another episode of About the Church. Don't forget to vote. For yes. the podcast awards, yes, all the details of all six of the shows were nominated. GSPN.tv. Only three days left to vote, by the way. That's right. So That's right. get your vote out there. Make it count. You have the right to vote for us. 
in the education category in all of our other shows. And all, by the way, um, please consider Plus membership, gspn.tv slash plus, and uh, help support this content. Yep. Give us a call at 859-795-4067.